All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We on this program for years have talked about the necessity, the need for energy independence. Why? It's good for our national security because then you no longer really have to worry that much about the hostilities that Iran brings to the narrow straits of Hormuz where a third of the world's oil supply is shipped through uh, every single day. Uh, You don't have to worry about countries in the Middle East that hate our guts, um, what they're going to do in terms of uh, producing and selling energy to us when we have more natural resources than they do. Um, it's it's kind of amazing. You know, Sarah Palin, what she say? Drill, baby, drill. Newt Gingrich started a campaign that said, drill here, drill now, save money. And you can say frack here, frack now, save money. And it was a little bit shocking, but somewhat predictable that yesterday we had not only Elizabeth Warren blaming price gouging for companies uh, for high gas prices. That is not the reason. It's simple supply and demand dictating the price. But there was another vote yesterday in the House of Representatives. And once again, the Democratic Party blocked an energy independence bill. Now, here's Elizabeth Warren complaining COVID and greedy companies are to blame for inflation. No, it would be Joe Biden's failed policies, but go ahead. I think the primary cause of this bout of price increases starts with COVID. And the fact that we have supply chain kinks and uh, that people rapidly shifted the demand curve so that uh, demand for services went down and demand for goods went up. Uh, So those two have forced prices up. That's part one. But what has also happened is that now that we live in an America where there's a lot more concentration in certain industries, look at the oil industry, look at uh, meat industry, look at groceries generally, that what's happened is these companies have said, you know, we'll pass along costs, but while we're at it and everyone's talking about rising costs, let's just add an extra big dollop of cost increases to expand our profits. Think about it this way. If all that was happening was that we have problems in the supply chain, so we're passing those costs along, margins, profit margins, should have stayed about the same percentage, right? They might have even shrunk a little tiny bit. Not happening. Those margins are increasing, and they're increasing the most where we see lots of corporate concentration. So, part one, yes, very much the pandemic. Part two, Companies that recognize that because they don't face a lot of competition can goose those prices up. They're saying it on their shareholder calls. And by the way, those greedy oil companies, the Fox Business did a great article analyzing this. It shows oil companies are making less money, not more money in these current economic conditions. Um, Then you've got Gina McCarthy, White House climate advisor, saying we have to fast track climate solutions available right now. Um, those solutions are not available right now. But listen, President Biden mobilized every federal agency to tackle the climate crisis. He committed the U.S. to achieving 100 percent carbon free electricity. Yes, carbon. Secretary Granholm, carbon-free electricity by 2035, and reaching net zero emissions no later than 2050. But to do this, we have to fast-track 
the climate solutions that are available to us right now, like more solar projects on public lands, like the launch of a new American offshore wind industry and electric vehicle manufacturing right here in, in America. And we have seen tremendous progress so far. No, we've not. Windmills, solar panels, it, it's the, the technology is not there. Uh, carbon, as she says. Listen, every problem we now face, Joe Biden running out of COVID tests around Christmas, monoclonal antibodies around Christmas, that's his fault. You look at the disaster at the border, he caused that problem. We could fix it going back to Trump policies. Same with the environment. We can warp speed monoclonal antibodies because there's a new variant in Europe making its way to the U.S. Uh, The economy, energy, all preventable, and we can go back to the Trump policies that made us energy independent. Uh, What are we going to blame Afghanistan on Vladimir Putin, too, because they're blaming high gas prices and inflation on Vladimir Putin and his invasion of Ukraine, even though we had high gas prices and inflation months before this invasion ever took place. Anyway, Newt Gingrich joins us now. You you launched right here on this program. I don't even remember the year. Maybe you do. Drill here. Drill now. Save less. Um, If Joe Biden did follow that advice, we saved money right now. Well, actually, with your enormous help, it was early in 2008 and got about a million six hundred thousand Americans signed up. And by that summer in the Republican convention, uh, people were saying, drill, baby, drill. And by the way, people forget that just before the economy broke, uh, McCain was ahead by about three points ahead of Obama because the Democrats didn't have an answer to inexpensive gasoline and inexpensive heating oil. Uh, and, and you're exactly right. And, you know, the, I think what people have to start realizing is we are dealing here with a religion. We're not dealing with a political movement. Uh, when, when you have somebody like John Kerry who says that he certainly hopes that Putin is going to be aware of climate change as he invades Ukraine, you're dealing with somebody who lives on a different planet than you and I do. And, uh, this is something that Theodore White warned about all the way back in 1972 when he said that the liberal ideology had become a liberal theology. And, and uh, the other night, uh, Biden, President Biden spoke to a Democratic National Committee fundraiser. In the entire speech, he references Ukraine and Russia for one sentence, and that sentence is to say that if only we had more green energy then it wouldn't be as big a problem. That's, that's the total reference to the Russian invasion of Ukraine in the middle of a war. The entire speech is pure theology of, of climate change. Uh, and in a way, you, you read it and you think, are these people like totally out of touch with reality? And the answer, of course, is yes. They are totally out of touch with reality. You know, as I look at all of this and I look at this this handling of Ukraine, which is another mess, Did you ever think we'd get to the point where Joe Biden is going to do even a worse deal with the mullahs in Iran in terms of, you know, now we're going to allow Vladimir Putin to build nuclear facilities to to the cost of $10 billion in Iran, that Joe wants to import oil from Iran? They're still the number one state sponsor of terror. They're still fighting proxy wars in the Middle East and elsewhere. They killed Americans in in, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And I'm trying to understand why would we ever ask them for any help or assistance 
and help them get rich again or help prop up this murdering thug dictator Maduro as Joe sent an emissary to meet with with the Venezuelans over the weekend? Or why beg OPEC any further when we have all the natural resources we could ever want and need, but we're not tapping into them? Well, I think there are a couple of different answers here. One, the Iranian agreement is really an effort to create a counterweight to Israel. Uh, I mean, for, for everybody who thinks Israel is too strong and, and Israel has too big a role, Iran is the one country that could be their counterweight. And that's the driving, I think, underlying message of why they keep trying to bring Iran back into uh, the, the civilized world, even though, as you point out, you know, they actually have assassins in the United States trying to kill uh, officials from the Trump administration for having killed uh, General Soleimani, who had been the leading terrorist in the world uh, when we killed him. Uh, they actually have just fired missiles very close to the American consulate in Erbil, uh, Iraq. Uh, you know, the, the whole notion, in the middle of the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine, we've asked the Russians to take the lead in negotiating a deal with Iran. And there's a story today that Andy McCarthy, who's normally very responsible and very well connected, he reported this morning uh, that there's actually a, a proposal that Biden has reassured Putin that most of the sanctions will disappear as part of the agreement with Iran. Now, so you have, you have Putin invading um, Ukraine. You have Putin engaged in war crimes, even uh, Joe Biden has used the term war criminal to refer to Putin. And you have you have Biden trying to cozy up to the Russians in the middle of a of a war uh, in a way that you know, I'm with you. I, I don't think I could have. You know, I've written this about seven novels. I don't think I could have thought this one up. I don't I don't think anybody could have thought it up. And and the fact that this is really happening in in real time just it it shocks me to you know right deep in my soul how stupid we are we are really this this is a very dangerous foreign policy posture that joe biden has taken and it starts with giving up the energy independence that he inherited and america being a net exporter of energy that he inherited um normally the senate would have to weigh in on any treaty but Obama didn't go to the Senate, so I would assume that Joe Biden is just going to do this deal and, and nobody's going to have a word to say about it? Well, they will try to avoid it. There is a provision in law that they, that's not a treaty, because a treaty requires an affirmative vote. Uh, there's a provision for the House and Senate to vote, but they would have to override a presidential veto. Uh, and uh, I, th I think uh, the average American, I hope, will realize this is not politics. This is history. This is one of the most dangerous periods we've seen, certainly in our lifetime, and maybe ever in American history. Uh, you have, uh, you know, when you have a vice president who is humiliatingly stupid uh, and goes to Poland and makes a fool of herself in the middle of a war where you want somebody who has stature and gravitas and seriousness, and then you realize you have a president. If you looked at the difference between Zelensky, President Zelensky's passion talking to the U.S. Congress yesterday morning, and the sort of dull, I guess I have to read this approach that Biden had in the afternoon. Uh, it is astonishing. I'm, I'm doing a newsletter comparing those two speeches. And for an American, I think it is really humbling to have an American president who is, is 
this this timid, this dishonest, uh, and frankly, I, I think this cowardly. We continue with former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. You know, I, the the word fear comes to mind, and we talked about that earlier with Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. And at, at this point, you know, I, I'm trying to understand the logic. Um, I've been making the case that we ought to follow the model of Reagan and the model of Donald Trump. And Reagan's model was to arm the Mujahideen with stinger missiles, and they were able to defeat. They were willing to fight, and they defeated and pushed out the former Soviet Union. Uh, Reagan also armed the freedom-fighting Contras, and they were able to fight back against Daniel Ortega and the Sandinistas. Uh, Ronald Reagan showed us how to beat the caliphate that grew under Obama and Biden. He bombed the living hell out of them. Uh, he told, uh, showed us how to take out a, a terrorist like Soleimani and al-Baghdadi and the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. And I keep going over these things. There are, there are ways sh- that we can effectively counter hostile regimes like that of Vladimir Putin's. And remember, President Xi is watching without putting a single American boot on the ground. But Joe Biden won't even sign off on fighter jets for Ukraine, which is inexplicable to me. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's one of those things where they create a false fear. You know, if it's okay to send surface-to-air missiles and it's okay to have the the arm the Ukrainians so that they can take down uh, Russian aircraft, et cetera, what's the difference between that and allowing the Ukrainians, not Americans, not NATO pilots, Ukrainians, to fly MiG-29s? And this whole thing, I think, has been built up in Biden's head. Uh, and but but it's but it goes deeper than that. There is a desire in the State Department and a desire in the White House to work with Putin, no matter how bad he is. And, and even if Biden, you know, under pressure from the news media says he's a war criminal, he doesn't mean it. He's not going to behave towards Putin like Putin's a war criminal. If he if he was serious about that, he would kick the Russian out of the negotiations with Iran. But he won't do that because they're so desperate for a deal with the Iranian terrorists uh, for reasons that I, I, I think do relate directly to to uh, crowding Israel. Well, he'd kick the Russians out, and then he would insist that our allies stop importing any energy from Russia, period, and, and right. bankrupt them. So that's exactly right, and we could do that, uh, but this administration is so un- unable. It's, 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 part of it is incompetence and part of it is ideology. And the two work together in a way that's very dangerous for America. I'm going to have to let it go here. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, we always appreciate having you on the program, sir. Thank you. Great. Great talk. Quick break right back. Your call's on the other side. Straight ahead. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Linda, I don't know if you saw. Oh, first we've got to talk about, you said that your mom figured out why Tom Brady decided to unretire to it's go hysterical back to work. it's what you know you they have these things they have these mom jokes dad jokes and my mom says to me today my mom actually knows about football so it's funny and she comes in she goes oh i got one for you i said what is it my mom says i got tom one brady i got yeah, one right. for you she goes tom brady had to go back to work because he's got to afford the gas for his car gas prices are too high and i was like mom she's hysterical i mean it's true though right gas prices it's are totally so high true. that uh, uh, nfl players got to go back to work Tom Brady's huge into Bitcoin and Ethereum, I think, and uh, and cryptocurrency. 
which has been kind oh, yeah. of flat lately. It has it's it went to a lower price. People that had anticipated it might hit a new high. I mean, it's the strangest thing to watch it. I, I only put a little bit of money into it, but it's fun to watch. It's hard and, to you know give value to things that are imaginary when we can't even give things you know value to things that are real. I mean, our own dollar is worthless. They're thinking about trading you know oil and gas through OPEC and the well, Middle the East Saudis and the, are yeah. on now. I mean, it's. People are just asleep at the switch. They don't even realize how serious all of this is. I think my favorite story, though, of the day is the New York Times. They confirmed what we've always known, and that Hunter Biden's emails decried his misinformation and and basically evaporated off of all of social media. Uh, the New York Times confirms that Hunter Biden's emails uh, decried as propaganda and misinformation and fake news. Oh, it was real the entire time. And anyway, but, so but what, what? Where's the retraction? You know, where's no one's even paying attention. The, the news cycle is so insane and so fast that you get to like the third day. Everybody forgets already what happened last week. The problem is that nobody even remembers that CNN and MSNBC and all these other jerks reported it wrong. They're not going to correct the record. They don't care. Now, look at it this way. This was two weeks, just 14 days before the 2020 presidential election. The New York Post comes out with this bombshell about Hunter Biden's laptops. Uh, laptop. Uh, you would think, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. It's full of incriminating details of the Biden syndicate family and their dealings with Ukraine and Russia and China. Oh, those countries sound familiar. Not to mention hours and hours of X-rated videos showing the first son, a crack addict, doing illegal drugs, cavorting with uh, hookers, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the mainstream press and social media, you know, broke their necks. They looked the other way. They took down anybody who posted it. They labeled it totally untrue. And remember, this is an election. I, you can make an argument, 44,000 votes in battleground states and uh, out of tens of millions of Americans cast in their ballots, uh, never heard about what was on Hunter Biden's laptop. My, my own lawyers knew it was so true and knew that there was there were things on that laptop that if I had it in my possession, just having it in my possession could send me to jail. And and it was a big battle between me and my lawyers. I said, I'm I'm a member of the press. I should have a right to have these. But and think about said, that. You possessing it means you go to jail. The guy who did it, they're saying exactly. it's misinformation. Exactly. So, you know, I was I was downloaded by numerous people that saw it. We talked about it. I asked all the right questions of Miranda Devine and other people. And anyway, people familiar with the investigation, the Times you know, the real story here is the New York Times acknowledging their role in helping to rig a presidential election and hiding truth about Joe Biden and the family syndicate from the American people. Now, if you look at the Times story, they finally cover its authentication, meaning the laptop, the emails, um, 23 paragraphs into the story. It's not the lead. And people familiar with uh, the Hunter Biden uh, tax investigation said prosecutors had examined the emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, who was just sentenced, and others about Burisma and other foreign business activity. And those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appeared to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop 
By the way, that poor man, I think is his business has been is going belly up as a result. The email and others uh, in the cache of information were authenticated by people familiar with them and familiar with the investigation. Now, here's what's missing. You're right. No apology, no explanation, three short sentences, no indication that there'll be any more laptop stories to follow. So the Times is dragged kicking and screaming into admitting that they were part of an effort. This was a campaign donation. This is what I meant when I said the, the you know, press, pre, the presidential candidate protection program and evidence like illicit sexual relations and photos and videos, et cetera, uh, prolific crack smoking. You got the picture of Hunter with a crack pipe in his mouth as he's falling asleep, uh, repeatedly using the N-word. Imagine if Don Jr., Eric, or any Trump, uh, anybody with the last name Trump ever did that. So you have the woke New York Times didn't want their readers to know any of this. Now, would that have made an, a difference in the election? I would argue it would have. Miranda Devine reminded us today, and remember she wrote the best-selling book, The Laptop from Hell, um, that Hunter Biden had you know, multiple connections to Russian oligarchs in Putin's inner sanctum. You know, Chuck, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, they, they first reported that. Nobody in the media wanted to touch that either except for us. In February 2014, the, one of the Russian oligarchs, the former first lady of Moscow, wired $3.5 million into a bank account associated with Hunter and his business partner, Devin Archer. But see, and- I, do, I disagree with you. I think you give people way too much credit. You're very optimistic. I do not think any of that would have mattered because people had their minds made up and it had nothing to do with Biden or Hunter. They just hated Trump. So they hadn't anybody but Trump mindset. They okay, would have voted maybe, for Maybe you're I right. I just don't think. But I don't think they could get second. beyond their own hate. If it, if it was covered the way they would have covered if it, if it was Trump, are you saying that you don't think 44,000 people in swing states that might have persuaded them that um, this family's corrupt? I completely am saying that. I don't think 44,000. No, I'm no, I'm disagreeing with you still. I am saying that 44,000 people still would have voted for Biden, even if they had all of the information and they weren't told. Like Ethan and I were talking about this earlier. We have that whole montage of all the left talking about how it's Russian disinformation and this is all nonsense and it's lies and da, da, da. I mean, these people were so in the tank for anybody but Trump that it really didn't matter what you said. They could have seen everything on video. I mean, we have all these video and these pictures of Hunter and these horrible, horrible situations. We have Joe Biden trying to put words together and form a sentence, and they're still saying that he's totally fine to run the free world. I'm thinking to myself, okay, at some point, we all have to have a a come-to-Jesus moment and say that we're bigger than this and to get beyond it. You know, if it was our side of the aisle and that was my president and he was up there doing that, I'd be like, all right, guys, this is not working out. I think think this easily, if they blew it up the way they would have blown it up if it was a Trump, I think it could have had an impact on the election. By the way, just like they should have followed the laws and the constitutions of states. These people Um, are upset about tweets. They're uh, talking about... um, they're, they're saying they want to take energy from Russia and Iran. If this was viral the way it would have been if it was Trump, I think it would have had a dramatic impact on the election. I do. And yeah, I also believe. I but yeah, add to that that states that had laws that required partisan that allowed partisan observers to watch the vote count up close and personal. 
uh, those things were missing. And if you if you look at, you know, all the other anomalies, the Constitution of Pennsylvania was circumvented by a law when they have a process that's called the Constitutional Amendment. Nobody seemed to care there. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, they had the same problem with giving out, handing out absentee ballots, which is not allowed by law. Nobody wants to pay attention to that. Uh, those are all the th- arguments we made at the time. All the whistleblowers that were out there saying they witnessed this or that or that or this. Nobody wanted to hear from the whistleblowers, and they were signing these affidavits under the penalty of perjury. Uh, we put many of them on because I, I, are you really willing to go to jail just because you like one presidential candidate over another? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not willing to do that. But most of them weren't even saying that. Most of them were saying, regardless of what side they were on, a lot of them weren't saying that they were for Trump or for Biden or, or for either party. They were saying that they were seeing things, anomalies that they hadn't seen in their 20 years of working. They were in- saying that, but also remember, the Democratic mm-hmm. Party loved whistleblowers. They loved the yeah, they hearsay, they non-whistleblower whistleblower, because they bludgeoned Trump. And the, the oddest thing about the Ukraine issue and the quid pro quo nonsense is Joe is on tape bragging about a quid pro quo. You're not getting a billion dollars. You got six hours unless you fire this prosecutor who in interviews with John Solomon, ABC, the Washington Post said, yeah, I was fired because uh, uh, Joe Biden insisted I get fired before he gives the billion dollars in loan guarantees. So Joe took taxpayer money, leveraged it to get his son off the hook, get the prosecutor investigating his son fired. And, you know, uh, son of a B, they 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 fired the guy. Can I say how I think this would have worked and where I would agree with you? Do you remember in the, I think it was in 08, when Howard Stern went out and attributed all of the things that McCain had done to Obama? Do you remember that? I do. I actually remember, and I know exactly what you're saying, yes. And you know what I'm saying? And they were like, yeah, this is great. I think that's the only way that you would get people to agree is to take all the things that Hunter Biden did and say that Eric or Ivanka or, or Don, Don Jr. did it. Jr., yeah. And if you or, were able to do that and get them to say it and they say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I misspoke. That was actually Hunter Biden that did that. My bad. Now, how do yeah. you feel? Powerful and then you'll point. see the bias. It was a and then very, we, And then very, we know where we stand. That stuff Ami Horowitz does, too. All right, let's yeah, get he a does. quick call in here. Um, let's say hi to, is it Charlie in Houston? Hey, Charlie, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Thanks for checking in. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm an engineer in Houston, Texas, for 30 years in the oil and gas industry. And wanted to just bring some light to your show, if I could, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Some of the callers uh, seem to be a little bit mistaken on what it means to be energy independent. It is true. And in 2020, we achieved what we considered energy independence. That meant that we were producing as much as we were exporting, correct? We were actually a net exporter if you add it all together. That's our petroleum products in 2020. That's right. Correct. And But the thing is, the reason we have to continue importing crude or heavy crude is because the way our refineries are designed, most of, many of them now, we've been changing is that the oil we're producing in West Texas or the Eagle Ford or out there in the Permian Basin, et cetera, that's all very light crude, okay? You are correct, uh, again. Right? Yes, and so you're, you are correct on that point, yes. 
Yes, sir. So we need to import some heavy crude from somebody. And you're right, we should not get it from Putin. Bad guy, right? But we've got to get it from somewhere or we cut back the production in the refineries and gas prices go up even more. But, but remember, the Keystone XL pipeline, we learned this week from the premier of Alberta, uh, would have been finished by now, and 900,000 barrels of crude oil would be flowing into the United States, Canadian cru- uh, crude oil. Uh, and and remember, too, he shut down auctions on federal lands. He also shut down exploration and extraction of energy oil from uh, Anwar in Alaska and elsewhere in the United States. So all these restrictions now resulted in us going from being a net exporter to a net importer and we artificially reduced the world's supply of oil and that drove up the price long before putin ever invaded ukraine well that is correct about putin invading uh ukraine but sean also you need to say when biden took office the keystone pipeline was five percent complete five percent now right now the projections before biden was that it would be finished in 2025 it's, it, would, it was projected. Well, according to the Alberta premier, he, he has a different time frame than you do. But either way, knowing that it's the lifeblood of the world's economy, I'd get back to building that sucker and I'd warp speed the building of it oh, and, and make sure it's up and running sooner. That's right. I agree. And it, but even if right. we start it now, it won't be finished before our next president. You know what? Maybe I'll get the premier of Alberta on the program. I'll ask him because he's the one that said it yes. would have been done by now. Uh, anyway, appreciate the call, and thanks for all you do, because what what you do in the energy industry is critical to all of us. Thank you.